0: I still want you. Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season three, episode 15 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called All My Children. I don't know what Esther expected, but I guess it wasn't this. I mean, to give Esther credit where it is due, she did her best to make this as quick a turnaround as humanly possible to prevent any issues. Unfortunately, these people are so riddled with issues. They only need but a day. (laughs) I think she was hoping Elena just wouldn't tell anyone. Yeah, which was foolish. But how could she know? Apparently she's been watching Elijah and Klaus this whole time. Yeah, she's been busy watching Klaus being like, I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. And it's like, maybe you should watch Elena for a day. See if this might work. She's been watching the originals. She hasn't been watching the Vampire Diaries. She should be. As always, I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. After starting her day with a startling discovery of Damon's latest indiscretion, Elena is frustrated to find that none of her friends agree with her on how they should react to the original family's internal power struggle once again caught up in the destiny of the bennett witches bonnie and abby find themselves playing a part in a ritual to appease the spirits of nature when elijah gives damon and Stefan a dangerous ultimatum that puts elena in danger yeah it's a dangerous ultimatum it has to put someone in danger they turn to Alaric and meredith for help with a plan that leads them to a terrible choice yep and i was like oh so you guys are just putting meredith on the team now bad idea (laughs) you guys are just really letting her fold right in huh She had an alibi for one of the three murders and you said, guess she's innocent. (laughs) Not what I would do, but I'm not (laughs) on this show. We open our episode, as we open so many, at the Gilbert house. Elena is waking up. Her face is fully beaten. Her hair is fully straightened. And her outfit is just a little bit different than her normal outfits for the day. She's emotional after the events of last episode. And we know she's emotional because they're playing an emotional song. It's a very 2012 song. It's that one that goes like, I don't love you. I always will. You know that one? I did not know that song, but that is how it went. Oh, you didn't know it? Wow. I've never heard that song before. You've never heard that song before? It was very popular. Anyway, so that song is playing. I guess if you know, you know. Stefan at the Salvatore house is also emotional. He's you know, trying to write in his diary, but it seems hard to put his experience into words because he barely has any sentences written down. Well, it's hard to write your feelings down when you turned them all off, King. He's like, I don't care about any of this. He's like, ew, ew, as he's writing. He's like, boing. Yawn. He gets a call from Elena. He notices that and he's like, oh, I'm not talking to her. So he declines the call. She leaves a voicemail. She says, hey, uh, it's me. I really have to talk to you. Please call me back. And then she immediately goes and calls Damon. Yeah, Guess we know who's top of the ranking this week. (laughs) Exactly. And Damon does answer the phone, but he is still in bed with Rebecca. So pros and cons. And she says, hey, uh, I called you 10 times last night. We really need to talk. And he says, oh, sorry, I've been busy. And she says, "Okay, well, if you're mad at me, you're going to have to get over it. She's like, what would you possibly be busy with? Like, you don't do anything but talk to me. Yeah, she's like, okay, so this tantrum is going on. And Damon says, oh, I'm over it. And he hangs up the phone and just lays down and looks at Rebecca and it's like, okay. And it's like, well, you're not over it, but fine. Yeah, obviously. Whatever you need to tell yourself, King. So then we go over to the Salvatore house. Damon is walking Rebecca to the door. He is shirtless. She is in her dress from last night. We, as the audience know they had sex, but they want to project it. Yeah, and it's like, You could just give her a t-shirt, King. Yeah. And also, does she need to be walked to the door? Can't you go out a window? She's a vampire. He's a man. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. She says, well, let's not make a big deal out of this. He says, my thoughts exactly. She says, besides, I'm sure you'll come calling soon enough, girl. Poor girl. No, he will not. He says, let's not hold our breath. And yeah, let's not, Queen. Let's not. Yeah, Rebecca, you need to let that one go. You don't need a whole nother reason to be mad at Elena. Yeah. He opens the door for Rebecca to leave and Elena is standing there and it doesn't take a genius to put the pieces together here. And you can see Elena put them together pretty quickly. Yeah. She's like, okay, I get it. Even though this was not necessarily their intention going to the door, you can see both Rebecca and Damon are pretty pleased that now she found out because they kind of, I think both wanted her to know, but they weren't sure how to bring it up. Yeah. They both wanted her to know, but it's tacky to be like, Guess who I had sex with? And so this worked out perfectly for them because Mm -hmm. they didn't have to do it. She inserted herself into their lives and they're like, oh, that's what you get for coming here in the morning. So they're like, okay, this worked out extra well. I got to have sex and I get to see that face. Days off to a good start. Elena comes in and she says, oh, did you stop taking your (laughs) vervein? It's like, oh girl, mama delusion. It's like, I'm sorry. Like, yes, Rebecca's crazy, but the bitch is hot. Yeah, sorry, but I get it. She's rationalizing. Damon says, oh, you think Rebecca had to compel me? And she was like, well, I was hoping it. And she (laughs) says, hey, what's wrong with you? She tried to kill me like less than 48 hours ago. And he says, can we move past that? You weren't moving past it last night, Damon. You were antagonizing Rebecca at the ball. Not for nothing, Elena. You just had a whole little hot trout with Stefan last night and he tried to kill you two weeks ago. So pot kettle. Yeah, maybe reevaluate. Elena says, oh, so is this how it's going to be now? I hurt your feelings and you lash out at me. And Damon says, yup. Damon says, sure looks like it. Seems to be working great for me. (laughs) Damon said, it looks like it's definitely having the intended effect. (laughs) Damon says, you know, well, maybe for once, something I did had nothing to do with you. And like, I get the point he's trying to make, but this had everything to do with Elena and it's obvious. Like, I know he's got to say this to try to pretend this was just like, not related to her but this could not more clearly be about elena and elena's like okay it is about me this time though yeah and it is possible that he does something that isn't all about elena this is not that thing this was all about elena (laughs) because if it wasn't about elena he would have had sex with some random human woman yeah rebecca was a choice he's trying to play cool because now he sees she's jealous so he obviously wants to like make her more jealous stoke that fire but it's like, boy, the lie doesn't make any sense. And Elena, like, doesn't believe it. But she's also like, well, he's not going to admit it. So that's pissing me off, too. She gives him a look. He cheers as a glass. She decides to drop it because she knows the truth and he knows the truth. And she doesn't really want to waste your time. Yeah, she's like, we don't have to argue about this. We both know the situation. Because she's got bigger fish to fry. She says, well, you should know. Esther is planning on killing her entire family. She'd link them together with a spell. So whatever happens to one of them happens to all of them. And Damon says, that's great. Klaus is going to be dead. We win. Damon says, dope. We don't have to kill Klaus. She's going to do it for us. Great. The coffin worked out exactly as we wanted. And she like looks upset. And he says, why do you look like you just shot a panda bear? Which, interesting line. And she says, because to kill Klaus, she has to kill all of them, including Elijah, who doesn't deserve this. All of them have their favorite original. Elena is clearly partial to Elijah. Well, and Damon's like, no, I understood what you meant by they're all linked. Like, I just don't care. Yeah, Damon says, I'm supposed to care about Elijah, which is what Stephanie says every time Elijah comes on screen. He got undaggered and came in and Grace is like, yay! And I was like, I'm supposed to care about Elijah again? (laughs) And you are, you are. (laughs) And Elena says, okay, well, shouldn't you at least care about Rebecca? Now, Elena shows her hand too much here. Yeah, and Damon's like, okay, obviously i don't but now clearly i'm winning so damon says two seconds ago you were pissed. she attacked you it's a win-win please don't do anything to screw this up and elena says "Mm, what else am i going to do today she says why are you doing this and so Stefan appears and he chimes in lord knows how long he's been listening to this conversation and he says he's right you know klaus has to die they all do and damon says see Democracy in action. And it is democracy in action. And Elena is upset. So she pushes them out of the way and leaves. And Elena's like, I don't know what about me makes you guys think this is a democracy. Yeah. She says, my vote is weighted differently than yours. My vote is basically three votes. So I win. <laughs> then we go over to the Michelson house. It's the morning after the ball. Elijah is in his mom's study and he notices some burnt sage. So he starts to have the wheels turn in his head. Meanwhile, Rebecca arrives home in her gown from the night before. Again, girl, you could have worn other clothes. She could have snuck in the house, not through the living room where they're hanging out. Like she can hear where they are. She wants the attention and no shade to her. Yeah, I've done worse for attention. I get it. Yeah. And Cole says, there's her girl. And she says, get out of my way. Uh, He doesn't do that. And he's like, oh, out all night. What a scandal. I trust you did better than that commoner. Matt wasn't. She says, well, actually, Matt wouldn't speak to me. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Matt rejected me. Matt thinks I'm a bitch. She says to Cole, you know, if you don't shut your mouth, the next thing to come out of it will be your teeth. Klaus smiles and she says, don't start. And he says, well, I didn't say anything. Yeah, he's like, I'm just giggling because I have my family together. And Cole's like, "Ah, I'm bored. Our sister is a strumpet, but at least she's having fun. I need entertainment. Has no one told Cole about Netflix? (laughs) Turn on a TV show. You know you can leave the house, right? Yeah. There's a ton to do that Cole would not have known being dead for about 100 years. Yeah. Go to a movie theater. Check that out. That's new. Yeah. He's like, they can talk in these? These rock. Someone get him an iPhone. That will shut him up for literally three weeks. Someone tell him about Candy Crush. And Klaus says, oh, have at it. But Cole says, it's no fun to go alone. And he wants Nick to join him. Nick, Nick Klaus, Klaus. And Cole says, you know, it's the least you could do after sticking a dagger in my heart is accompanying me to the bar. And Klaus is like, "Mm, we're not really friends, but okay. (laughs) Klaus says, fine. I didn't get nearly enough to drink last night with you trying to murder Rebecca's date. And Rebecca says, okay, why don't you both go, please? This house has enough men rolling around in it. And she set herself up way too easily. Cole (laughs) says, just like you. And she's like, okay, well, I don't know what I thought was going to come from me saying that. Although she's right. They should have another sister in here, ideally. Elijah approaches Rebecca and she says, oh, not you too. And he says, you know, I'm worried about mother. Have you noticed she's behaving strangely? And Rebecca's like, I'm not really the type of girl that picks up on nuance. Rebecca also says, well, she's been dead a thousand years. So like, what's strange, you know? Which is a good point. And Elijah says, well, I found burned sage. And so I know that she was doing a privacy spell. And Rebecca says, yeah, she likes to do privacy spells. Whatever. Ask Finn. He's doting on her. And Elijah says, well, I don't trust Finn. I barely know the guy. I don't know that dude. He's been in the coffin for a thousand years. He says he hates what we are and always has. And Rebecca says, that's not true. How do you know? Again, he's been dead for a thousand years, pretty much. Yeah, like if he hated himself in the first like hundred years, And then has been dead. He didn't really have time to unlearn that. Yeah. And Rebecca says, look, our mother returned for one reason to make her family whole. She loves us. Like, what trouble are you looking to find? And he's like, can't we all agree it's weird? Yeah. He's like, can we just agree that does sound suspicious knowing her? Like, shouldn't we at least be asking the question? Yeah. And you should be. Then we go over to Bonnie's room. She's practicing or trying to learn the privacy spell that Esther did. And to do that, she's talking to Elena while Caroline's waiting outside. Elena's venting about Damon. She's like, oh, he was gloating. Like he was proud of himself for sleeping with Rebecca. I was like, well, he was. (laughs) And then Elena says, oh, is it working? And Caroline says, no, I can hear every word you're saying about Damon, the vampire gigolo. I know he would love being called that. (laughs) Yeah. He would be like, he, he, he. And Bonnie says, okay, so this privacy spell, it's really tricky. And Elena says, well, when Esther did it, she kept the sage burning. So there was a lot of smoke. And Bonnie says, okay, thank you for the note. Yeah, she's so like, <laughs> I don't really think you would know how a spell works, but okay, we'll try but that. Fine. Caroline goes back outside and Bonnie says, BTW, speaking of Esther, she came to see me and Abby this morning. And Elena's like, you've been letting me vent about Damon and you had this juicy piece of goss. And Bonnie's like, well, you kind of just came in and started talking about it, so... Yeah, Bonnie's like, you kind of took over the conversation with that pretty quick. And Bonnie says, look, I don't want you to worry. She just wanted to introduce herself because we helped bring her back and she's channeling our ancestral bloodline, blah, blah, blah. I think she thought she was being polite. And Elena says, well, can't you stop her from channeling you? Bonnie says, I mean, I honestly don't know. But even if there was a way, why would I want to do that? Yeah, Bonnie's like, I'm totally good with what she's doing. I'm on her side. And Elena says, I just keep thinking before the sun and the moon ritual, Elijah found a way to keep me alive. And now I'm in the exact same position and I'm just going to let him die. It doesn't feel right. And Bonnie said, we're supposed to care about Elijah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Caroline comes in and she's like, wait, we're caring about Elijah now. <laughs> just kidding. She says, first of all, the privacy spell isn't working. Second of all, Elena, you're not doing any of this bullshit. Esther is. Esther is the one who wants your children dead. Yeah, she's like, Elena, there's no point in feeling guilty for it. It's not your choice. Yeah, and Bonnie says, it doesn't matter, Elena. There's no time to change your mind. He'll be dead by the end of the night. Confidence is important. Bonnie explains that it's a full moon. Esther needs the energy from a celestial event. She's asked Bonnie and Abby to join her. Everything is set up for it to be finished tonight. And it's good that, you know, this nugget of information was dropped. So that we know, like, oh, we got to fix this today. Yeah, we know the stakes are high. And Elena is thinking about it, too. But of course, she doesn't have a lot of time to act. We go over to the Salvatore house. Damon asks Stefan to join him for a victory drink. And Stefan says, we should probably wait until Klaus is for real dead. Good read. Because every time you think he's dead, guess who never dies? <laughs> it's Klaus. Damon says, why are you extra booty? We stood up to Elena. We're a great team. We probably drove her nuts. And Stefan says, you still think she's going to screw this up? I mean, yeah, that's what she does. Yeah. And Damon's like, well, I think someone needs to talk to her and she's certainly not going to listen to anything I say. Yeah. And she's mad at me at the moment. And Stefan says, oh, that because you're little sleepover. And he says, it's not my fault. She decided to get jealous. And Stefan says, well, given who you chose to sleep with, I think it is your fault. Yeah. He's like, well, I can't help that she's jealous. He's like so happy about it. Stefan's like, don't be cute. <laughs> yeah, Stefan's like, look, we know what you're doing and I'm not going to ignore it. And Damon says, yeah, whatever. I did you a favor. Now you can come in and sweep her off her feet. And Stefan says, nah, <laughs> she's better off without me. And she sure is hell better off without you. And Damon says, OK, fine, whatever. Neither one of us gets her. We'll see about that. Yeah, he says that. And it's like, well, obviously, one of you is going to get her. So Stefan, maybe take this opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Damon says, just make sure she doesn't screw up Esther's plan. Luckily, it's really not going to be up to them because at the Gilbert house, Elijah already got there. He knocks at the door and Elena's like, "Ooh!" Elena says, hey, (laughs) and he says, you know, I was hoping you might accompany me. I want to show you something. And like a dumbass, she goes to the woods with him. Yeah, like a dumbass. She goes to the secondary location. (laughs) Yeah. Elijah talks to her about the land. He's like, oh, I missed this land. You know, your school was built over an Indian village. That's where I saw my first werewolf. The town squares where natives used to worship. Near that was a field where wild horses used to graze. And Elena's like, wow, super incredible. Why are you telling me all this? Yeah, she's like, cool. And by the way, I didn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Just before you ask, um, I have never lied to you. And I wouldn't. And, and I wouldn't even think about it, no matter what. So then he goes to like a rock and she's like, oh, you know this place too? And he says, sure do. Uh, below it, there's a cavern I used to play in. It connects to a system of tunnels that go throughout the whole area. Probably nature's way of protecting us from the savagery of the full moon. You know, my mom always told me that there should be a balance in nature. And Elena says, well, I should really go home. <laughs> it's like, well, Elena, you just gave it up right there. Elijah says, you know, I admire you, Elena. You remind me of qualities I valued long before my mother turned us. It's not in your nature to be deceitful. And yet when I asked about your meeting with my mother, you lied to my face. And she's like, damn, that's crazy you think that. But no, she says, that's not true. Now, here's the thing. I know Elena couldn't have thought this far ahead. When she lied to Elijah, she should have done the thing that originals love to do and give it a little wordplay, you know, double meaning thing. She didn't do that. And, you know, I get that you have to deny a little bit before you know for sure what he knows. But I think Elijah would have been a lot nicer if she'd been like, yeah, you got me. Like, you're right. I shouldn't have lied. Yeah. If she'd been like, you're right. I lied to you. I shouldn't have. And I've been feeling terrible about it. And I've been wanting to tell you. But the thing is, you have to understand that I want Klaus dead. You know, I want Klaus dead. I've always wanted Klaus dead. That's not a secret. I hate that you're roped into it. But that's a risk I had to take. Yeah, I think he would have respected that. I mean, she still would have been put in this cave regardless. Yeah, I don't think she would be getting out <laughs> of this situation regardless. But I think it, it would have built a little bit of rapport. Exactly. She says, you know, I told you all your mother wanted was a new start, which now that's a double meaning type thing. If she had said that at the ball, but she didn't. Yeah, she lied at the ball. And Elijah says, you know, I can hear your heartbeat. Uh, It jumps when you're being dishonest. So let's like come on let's all be adults here yeah he's like look you're lying like that's a non-starter I can tell you lied to me at the ball you're lying now I know that like let's just get this on the table and go and it's like Elena you gotta learn how to be a better liar the heartbeat can't give you away it's all vampires you gotta take some lessons from pretty little liars exactly she says you know I never wanted this to happen we were told that whatever was in that coffin would kill Klaus. And when we found out it was your mother, we didn't know what to think. And Elijah says, yeah, since her return, she's only said that she wants this family whole again. And Elena says, yeah, when she asked to see me, I thought maybe she would help kill Klaus, but here's the catch. It's not just Klaus she wants to kill. And Elijah says, oh, so she wants to kill all of us. She wants to undo the evil she created. Yeah, Elijah's like, okay, yeah, that sounds more like mom. And she says, I am so sorry. I wish there was something I could do to help. And he says, that is so nice of you to offer. He says, you know, one thing I've learned in my time on this earth is be careful what you wish for, because as a matter of fact, there is something she can do to help, and that's be held hostage. <laughs> yeah. So he breaks in the ground and he takes her into the cavern underground where she has no self-service. And here's the thing. No one's going to kill Elena because her blood is powerful and too many people care about her. But the downside of that is you are just the most effective hostage. Yeah. Like you're a great person to kidnap because people will do stuff to save you. So, you know, there is a downside to being like safe from being killed. Being the main character. Mm -hmm. So then we go over to the Salvador house and the grill because Damon's on the phone with Rick. Damon's at home. Rick's at the grill. Rick says, you know, I haven't seen Elena since this morning. And Damon says, well, she's not answering the phone. And Rick says, ah, I'm surprised you have time to call with all the original sex you've been having. And Damon says, she told you? Like, she literally got home for like five minutes before Elijah came and immediately was like, hey, Rick, guess what Damon did? Rick, you're never going to believe what happened. <laughs> and Damon said, well, did she also tell you she's having an attack of conscience about killing the originals? And Rick says, well, I'm not going to judge her for having a conscience yeah rick is like i don't know why you think those two things are comparable damon says well you don't have to judge her you just lock her in a room until all this is over and rick says well i wouldn't do that even if i could and i can't uh because i'm busy and he's dodgy about what he's busy with so damon pretty quickly surmises he's with meredith fell and rick says bye time to go talk to my girlfriend who has killed people at the grill, Rick says, oh, sorry about that. And Meredith says, oh, does he still think I'm a serial killer? And Rick says, well, he's judgmental. She's like, ha ha ha. It's so funny. But does he? But am I still on your list of suspects or did my one alibi throw you off the scent? Yeah. Was that alibi enough? Be honest. And she says, speaking of your x-rays were inconclusive because your knife wound was semi healed. So it's impossible to tell anything about whoever stabbed you. Short, tall, left-handed, right-handed woman, man. I don't know. Now, Miss Girl, even if it's it's semi-healed, I think you could minimum get short, tall. But who am I? Well, I guess we don't know if he was standing. Well, I guess he had to have been. You could make a guess. Obviously, we find out things later that would lead to that. But she said that I was like, she can't tell anything. Like, I know you're a bad doctor, but I don't think you're that bad of a doctor. And then Rick says, well, what about, like, my brain? Why can't I remember anything about the attack? And she says, your CT scans were clear, so maybe you were compelled. And Rick says, you think the killer's a vampire? And she says, there are no other suspects. It's the obvious conclusion. What do you think about that? Here's my thing. The thing about a vampire, they have to be invited in to kill people, which only one has taken place in a house. And the Gilberts have invited in a number of vampires. Yeah. But that's just... Like, that's a wrinkle in terms of blaming it on a vampire that I think really complicates using that as an excuse. Well, then how do you explain that he doesn't remember anything? Some herb or something. Or he got hit in the head. You can get hit in the head and have a clean CT scan. Sure. Now, here's here's an idea. Do you think, like, a vampire threw a knife through a window at him? I don't. He didn't have to be invited in if that's your your move. I mean, I guess, but I do think, but then how did he compel him? From the window? Well, maybe, here's another thought. (laughs) Maybe Rick answered the door and a vampire like threw the knife because you remember there were handprints all over. Yeah, so he had to climb upstairs. I don't know why he would climb upstairs, but. There's a lot we don't know, but you're not ready to take Meredith off the the roster quite yet. She's in the pair killing at the minimum. Because mm-hmm. I think it's probably more than one person because she had to go back somewhere. But I think this is her attempt to throw them off the scent. And I just think it's a dangerous game to play because it adds other wrinkles. Blaming a vampire, you mean? Yeah. It's an easy way to talk about the memory loss, but not everything else. And also, let's not forget Alert could have just been drunk. <laughs> That's possible. He's known for it. Like, there are multiple ways that you can, like, lose someone's memory. Or, like, there could be a vampire in the mix that did help compel. But I think this is a dangerous game of throwing vampires in. Because Alaric knows how vampires work. It changes, like, how a suspect list is built. And you can clear those suspects a lot easier because he knows most of them. Sure. Sure. That's a good point. Klaus enters with Cole because they said, did somebody say vampires? (laughs) And Klaus says, oh, come on now, let's not go blaming the new family in town just because you guys have a killer at large. Uh, Which, first of all, no one was blaming you specifically. They were blaming vampires. So let's back it up, Klaus. But that is an easy vampire to blame because no one's really on the original side at the moment. It makes the most sense for Meredith to turn them to Klaus, yeah. Yeah, like, well, maybe it was Klaus, which again... Why would Klaus kill founding families? Yeah. So he can take over the council <laughs> so he can be the mayor. Remember, that's that was perfectly reasonable when you thought that's what John Gilbert wanted. John Gilbert doesn't have the same big dreams that Klaus has. What's it's Klaus's big dream to have a friend. Yeah, he could do that while being the mayor. If anything, it would help. John Gilbert never even dreamed of having a friend. He never even tried. He knew that wasn't in the cards for him. He just knew it was impossible. <laughs> he said, I have to be realistic. He said, I need to be the mayor so I can force people to be my friend, even though it would be honestly easier to just do that by being a vampire. But who am I? Yeah. Well, maybe that's maybe that's what Klaus wants. He wants loyal subjects. And what better way than to be a small town mayor? Well, the better way is to have hybrids that are cyber bonded to you. Might as well have them all live in Mystic Falls then. Just a thought. You got to throw some stuff out. Just a thought. (laughs) It sounded smart when I said it the first time to me. It didn't to me, but that's okay. <laughs> and then Klaus says, oh, don't mind us. We're just here to let off some steam. And then Cole looks at Meredith and he's like, he's got his sights set on her and she seems scared of him. Yeah, she's got her little acting face on. And then we go over to the witch house. Bonnie and Abby approach as Esther and Finn are standing outside. Abby asks who the guy with Esther is and Bonnie says he's a vampire. So like he's eavesdropping BTW. And Abby says, you know, I wonder what your grams thinks about the part we're playing in, all this balance of nature stuff. And Bonnie's like, she's probably telling us not to get involved. (laughs) And they laugh. They laugh, laugh, laugh. And Bonnie said, but I don't listen to that bitch. (laughs) But she's dead. I mean, to be honest, uh, Sheila's involved too if Esther's channeling the whole line. That's true. Esther thanks them for coming. She says, you know, I can think of no better allies than the woman who sent Michael into his long sleep and the girl who fought Klaus so bravely. And Abby says, okay, so why'd you invite us here? And Esther says, well, you two are descendants of the witch Iona, who's a great mentor of mine. It is only fitting that I draw from her bloodline. And I'm sure Iona's like, I fucking hate you. Yeah, she kind of has to draw from this bloodline. There's only mother-daughter witch pair she knows. Yeah. Bonnie says, oh, are you channeling our ancestors? And Esther says, oh, I draw from the entire Bennett bloodline, living and dead. It affords me great power, but it is difficult to maintain, which is why I need a mother and daughter here. Uh, The bloodline made manifest, whatever, whatever. Tonight, my sisters, we shall bring peace to the spirits of nature we serve. And for that, I thank you. And Bonnie's like, Klaus is going to die, right? I don't care about the balance of nature shit. She's like, you're giving me a lot of words, but like he's dying, right? Like, that's what I need to know. That's what Klaus did. I'm here with you if that's the situation. Then we go down to the tunnels under Mystic Falls. Elena's walking around looking for an exit, cell service, whatever. She runs into Rebecca and Rebecca says, going somewhere? And Elena's like, oh, not you. (laughs) Elena's like, not you. (laughs) Elena asks what she's doing there. Rebecca says, oh, I'm not doing much unless you try to run, in which case I get to kill you. And this is just the perfect situation for Rebecca because she gets to torment Elena and either she lets her go and she gets to keep tormenting her and she stays alive or she gets to kill her. And either way, she's happy. Rebecca's having a good day today. Then we go over to the Salvatore house. Stefan is arriving home after having no luck finding Elena. But luckily, he pretty quickly learns where Elena is because he walks in and sees Elijah seated by the fire talking to Damon. And Damon tells Stefan, uh, BTW, Elijah has Elena. And Elijah says, actually, she's with Rebecca. And as you can imagine, my sister is like dying to kill her. So if you want to save her life, you have to stop my mom. And Damon says, well, you know, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I don't know how to kill thousand-year-old witches who are reincarnated. He's like, I don't know how to do that. And Elijah's like, did I ask? Like, I told you to figure it out. Elijah says, I don't want to hear any fucking excuses. Elijah says, yeah, unfortunately, even when my mother is killed, obviously she doesn't want to stay dead and nature, you know, helps her, whatever. And Stefan says, Okay, so what are we supposed to do? And Elijah says, well, the witches who released her, she's drawing power from their bloodline. So we need to break that bloodline. And Damon confirms that what that means is somebody's got to die. Somebody's got to die tonight and hopefully not the originals. Yeah, Bonnie or Abby or both. And Elijah says, you know, I would do it myself, but I have no idea where they are. And even if I did, they'd see me and they would know that I would want to kill them. So that would be bad. They're not going to expect to be harmed by you guys. Anyway, uh, you have until 9.06. When's the clock strikes Sixth minute. <laughs> and damon says that's super specific and elijah says well the moon will be full at 907 he's giving him right up until the end it's a nice long time he's being quite kind elijah is nothing if not fair yeah elijah says once the moon is full my mom's gonna have the power she needs to kill me and my entire family if you don't stop her before then rebecca's gonna kill elena so we all have our timeline let's get to it then we go back down to the cave uh rebecca's making a little video of Elena for the Salvadors to prove, I don't know, that she's held hostage. They know. Like proof of life. And she says, why don't you tell them how delightful it is being stuck in a hole with your biggest fan? And Elena says, I guess you think I had this coming after what I did to you, huh? And Rebecca says, you know, I don't know what I want more, to find out you're saved or to find out it's okay to kill you. And Elena says, okay, I just want to reiterate, this isn't like totally my fault. Um, I wanted to get rid of Klaus. And at one point, so did you. I didn't know that your mom was planning on killing all of you when I gave her my blood. Granted, should I have asked the question? Yes, but I didn't. Yeah. Granted, did I ask her any questions before I gave her my blood? No. But, you know, what can I do about that now? Rebecca says, do you think I want to spend the last few hours of my life having idle chit chat with a girl who literally stabbed me in the back? Of course not. But everyone wants to bend over backwards to save your life, which is incredibly annoying, but makes you a perfect hostage. So sit down, shut up before I ruin everything by ripping your head off. And Elena sits down. She doesn't fight back yet. But Rebecca, as she is wont to do, gives Elena so much ammunition in this little monologue. Mm hmm. That what it all comes down to is Rebecca is deeply jealous of Elena. And that's the thing about Rebecca is, yeah, she wants to kill people, but it's all because she's just emotional and self-conscious. It's the same thing with all the originals, Mm -hmm. but Rebecca especially. And it's like, you don't have to give all this information up. Like, you can just tell her to sit down or you'll kill her. It's funny because Damon and Stefan are both so, you know, they're men. They're self-centered. Like they would hear this monologue from Rebecca and just kind of tune it out. Yeah. They'd be like, okay, she's mad, whatever. Yeah, she's going off. But Elena's like, oh, okay. So, what this is about is that she's jealous that Damon likes me more. She's just like, oh, she's just jealous that everybody likes me. Okay. Yeah. She's like, I can work with that later on because Elena is the one person who, when Rebecca was like wreaking havoc, was like, she's just like a mean teenager. Like, I know how to handle her. And she is the only one who handles Rebecca. Exactly. So then we go over to the Salvatore house. Stefan like grabs a blood bag and like looks at it. And earlier he also like looked at a cup of blood. So, you know, he's looking longingly at blood lately, which pays off later. Damon says, clock's ticking. You're going to help me brainstorm a plan or are you busy having a snack? Stefan suggests that they call Bonnie because they figure there must be a way that they can just stop Esther from channeling them. Yeah. And Damon says, okay, A, what if she's with Esther? B, what if she can't cut her off? And C, I don't know how any of this works and neither do you. Yeah, Damon's like, let's take a step back. That plan doesn't make any sense. Like that plan asks for a lot of things that we don't know to be true to be true. And Stefan says, okay, well, do you have a better plan? And Damon says, well, you can't draw power from a dead battery. And so Stefan says, so you want to kill them. And Damon says, if it comes to that. He's like, I'm just saying that's an option if we need it. He's like, you know, we can brainstorm all day, but if it comes to 906 and we don't have something, that's what we got. And Stefan says, well, there has to be another way. And Damon says, well, what if I told you I had a less diabolical plan? And he shows that he has a dagger. That's the dagger he pulled out of Elijah that has since been in their possession. Someone on the original side should have chased this dagger down by now, but good thing they didn't. Yeah. Stefan says, oh, you want to dagger Elijah? And Damon says, they're all linked. One goes down, they all go down. The witches live, Elena lives, problem solved. And this is a good plan. This is a solid plan. Yeah. And Stefan says, we don't know how that'll affect Klaus. And Damon says, well, ironically, Klaus isn't a current problem. <laughs> He's like, that's actually not my issue at the moment. And honestly, if they had just gotten Cole's body out of there faster, Klaus would have been an on issue. But they were just sauntering up to the grill like they had no rush. (laughs) Well, and frankly, like if you said to Klaus, like your mom wants to kill all your siblings, if we dagger all of them, like it takes away that choice and we can hopefully undagger them again after. Like he would be mad, but he would probably figure it out. I get why they didn't tell him. But yeah, they should have rushed that little body out. And Stefan says, well, the dagger is lethal to vampires when they use it. And Damon says, Lucky for me, I happen to know someone just crazy enough to give it a shot. And so, of course, we cut to Rick because he's just crazy enough to do shit like this. He's at the grill. He's on the phone. Rick tells Damon that Klaus and Cole are still at the grill and they're drinking half of the grill's liquor supply. And Alaric should know because he's drinking the other half. (laughs) (laughs) And Alaric's like, and that's mine. All that's left is Kahlua and Malibu. Damon, I'm drinking a shot of Blue Curacao right now. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's bad here. Life has gotten really hard. <laughs> Damon says, Great, everything will be easier if they're wasted. Basically, Damon explains their plans to divide and conquer, starting with a blonde distraction. Of course, enter Caroline. She walks into the grill. She, you know, raises her eyebrows to Rick like phase one. She got her hair done. She looks stunning. She walks right in like a woman on a mission. And Of course, Cole and Klaus can't help but notice her because she's beautiful and stunning and incredible. Mm -hmm. And Cole says, you know, oh, I remember her from last night. She is like such a tasty little thing. And Klaus is like, dibs, bitch. Klaus says, if you say another word, I'll tear out your fucking liver. He's like, that's my girlfriend. Klaus says, that's my (laughs) literal girlfriend. (laughs) Don't talk about my girlfriend like that. And she gets up close to me. Klaus says, hi, Caroline. Do you want to join us for a drink? And she says- I'd rather die of thirst, but thanks. And then she walks away and Klaus says, isn't she stunning? (laughs) Klaus is like, oh, I just love her. It's so cute. He's like, hi, Caroline. He is so down bad for her. And Cole says, oh, well, she certainly looks good walking away from you. And Klaus is like, that she does. Klaus says, I'm (laughs) going to take it as a challenge. And he follows her outside. Outside, he's crossing the street to catch up to her. And now Klaus, critically thinking, she just walked into the grill greeted you for 10 seconds antagonistically and then left do you not think that could be a distraction is that not weird like she wasn't she wasn't there to eat she wasn't there to drink none of her friends were there he's blinded by love he is so he follows her outside as he's trying to cross the street he almost gets hit by a car anything for love he says caroline and she says oh my god take a hint and he says oh don't be angry love we had a little spat i'm over it already He's like, it's okay, we're good. Like, I still love you. And she says, I'm not. And he says, oh, well, how can I equip myself? And, you know, she says, you and your expensive jewelry and your romantic drawings can leave me alone. And he said, so you thought it was romantic? He's like, you love me. He's like, you're coming around. <laughs> and he says, oh, take a chance, Caroline. Talk to me. Get to know me. I dare you. And he sits on a bench. She laughs a little, says so fine, and joins him because she's distracting him. Yeah. She says, what do you want to talk about? And he says, you. <laughs> if he wanted to, he would, ladies. He says, I want to talk about your hopes, your dreams, everything you want in life. And she's like, okay, just to be clear, I'm way too smart to be seduced by you. And he says, that's why I like you. He said, she is very gorgeous to me. <laughs> then we go back to the woods. The full moon is, you know, moving up in the sky. There's a pentagram of salt and the pentagram represents magic. The salt represents earth. There are five torches, represents one of each of the originals. And Bonnie asks Esther like, oh, hey, what spell are you doing? And she says, you know, as the witch who cast the spell to make them vampires, I can also reverse it. And when they become human again, they can be killed. And since they're all linked as one, I'll just kill Finn since he's right here. He's the sacrifice. And he's offered to die for this. <laughs> and then they'll all die. So her plan is basically to turn them into humans and then kill Finn and then they'll all die. Solid plan if it worked. Yeah, pretty good idea. Execution leaves something to be desired. Yeah. <laughs> Abby asks the question on everyone's mind. Uh, she says, oh, so Finn, you're just willing to die? Yeah, she's like, that's kind of weird. I don't know I, that I trust this dude. And he says, well, you know, my mom is releasing me from an eternity of shame. It's not a sacrifice. It's actually a gift. It was 100 years of shame Finn. but okay. <laughs> then we go back over to the grill. Meredith is playing pool and Cole is joining her. And it's unclear if like she and Rick were playing, who knows? I mean, it's obviously a distraction and it works because these originals are so, so stupid. If they ever get an ounce of attention from a member of the opposite sex. Yeah. They see one flash of boob and they're like, do you want to get married? (laughs) You're the love of my life, I think. (laughs) Cole says, you know, a woman of your caliber should choose more suitable company. What's your name? And she says, none of your business. He says, Ooh, I love it. He says, okay, let's try that again. This time I'm going to start. Okay. So I'm Cole. I wish he said I'm Cole with a K. (laughs) That's how he should introduce himself. It changes the vibe. She says, okay, well, uh, Cole get lost. And he says, why would I, you know, I like pretty girls with sharp tongues. And Rick says, Hey, pretty sure she told you to get lost. He approaches and. Cole says, hey, pretty sure I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Rick daggers him really quickly and says, next time, take a hint. Feminism. Thank you, Rick. Then meanwhile, we see how the dagger affects everyone. Obviously, Cole passes out right into Rick's arms. And then in the caves, Rebecca passes out and turns gray. Elena wastes no time. She gets up and goes running. Yeah, she's like, okay, I see when I have my chance, I'll take it. She says, that's all I need. And then in the woods... Finn passes out in the pentagram and Esther says, something's wrong. Yeah. (laughs) No shit. And then on the bench with Klaus and Caroline, Klaus like grasps his heart. He feels something. And obviously as a vampire, you're not worried about like, is this a heart attack? So he makes the connection pretty quick. He turns to Caroline and he says, hey, what did you do? She says, I'm literally just sitting here looking pretty. I did nothing. Yeah. She's like, I didn't do shit. What could I have done? I'm talking to you. (laughs) He asks her again. She reiterates that She didn't do anything. And then he says, Cole. And Caroline doesn't stop him because she probably can't. Well, yeah. And she's like, well, they should have gotten him out of there by now because they're vampires. They can be fast. But we go to the back alley of the grill. Rick is dragging Cole. The Salvators just saunter up really slowly. And Damon says, ah, tell the sexy doctor. Good work. And well, they're all like having fun and just chit-chatting, like there's no urgency whatsoever. Yeah, just shooting this shit. <laughs> Klaus runs up, pulls the dagger out of coal and knocks out uh, Stefan and Rick. Meanwhile, in the cave, Rebecca comes to and back in the alley, Klaus faces Damon. And he's like, oh, you know, I really should have killed you months ago. And Damon says, do it. It's not going to stop Esther from killing you. And Klaus says, what'd you say about my mom? He's like, uh, my mom loves me, first of all. Damon says, oh, did you not know that I was friends with your mom? We have a lot in common. She hates you as much as I do. Elijah appears and says, hey, you know what, Klaus, leave him. We still need him. And Klaus says, "Okay, wait, what did mom do? He's like, Elijah, does mom like me or not? Elijah approaches Damon and says, you tell me where the witches are right now or I'll have my sister kill Elena right at this very moment. Damon looks at the clock and it's like 830 or 845. And he's like, I thought you said we had till after nine. And Elijah says, Well, I'm sure Rebecca would be more than happy to start early. And Klaus is like, Whoa, 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 kill Elena? He said, <laughs> like, Wait. Hey, whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> and then we go back to the caves. Rebecca gets up. She starts running. Elena has been running. Rebecca says, You can't hide. Elena does take the time to trip. So that's not going well. Classic Elena. Also running in seemingly the loudest shoes I've ever heard, even though I know they're converse. Truly, but why do they sound like eels? Rebecca says, you know, I'm not sure why I'm under the weather. Probably your boy's looking for a loophole, but it won't matter. I could chase you down on my worst day. And she keeps running. And Rebecca does catch up to her, but Elena's arrived at the room where the coffin is. So Elena, like, knocks her off one time, which pisses Rebecca off because she just had her. And then Elena gets into the no vampire zone. Rebecca realizes she can't get in. And she says, oh, what the fuck? And Elena says, sorry, no vampires allowed. Elena's like, I really ate. Then we go over to Meredith's apartment. Meredith gives Rick an ice bag and says, you know, stay seated. You might have a concussion. And he's like, I really have to go out and find Elena. Like, I should really be helping. And then Rick is like, oh, this is your place, huh? You're kind of a slob. okay. She says, you know, housekeeping isn't high on my priority list. She checks his uh, pupillary response, which is normal. She says he might have a broken rib. And he says, well, it really sucks getting my ass kicked on a date. And she says, that's what you get for picking with guys, 30 times your age. (laughs) And she says, no, but really rest. Damon and Stefan are going to take care of Elena and I'm going to take care of you. Double meaning there. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I'm going to take care of you. And by that, I mean, I'm going to actually check that you're dead this time. (laughs) <laughs> and then we go out to the woods Damon and Stefan are pulling up in Damon's car and Damon says how do you know that they'll be at the old witch house and Stefan says well I don't know that but if they're not then I mean that's kind of all we got dude Rebecca's gonna kill Elena yeah he's like I mean it's eight fifty-seven, so they better be here <laughs> yeah it's an educated guess and we don't really have time for anything other than an educated guess right now. yeah And Damon says, hey, what if we sit this out? Esther completes her spell, Klaus dies, you get your revenge. It's what you wanted the whole time. The only collateral damage is Elena. And, you know, we know what Elena would choose. And Stefan says, yeah, yeah, I know. She'd let herself be killed to save a friend. And if we do this, it'll wreck her. Damon says, you know, she will hate us, but she only has to hate one of us. Only one of us has to do the actual deed. And at this point, it seems like they're talking about like killing Bonnie. Yeah, <laughs> like it seems like they're like only one of us has to kill Bonnie. Yeah, <laughs> it does seem at this point that uh, Bonnie's going to be leaving this earthly plane shortly. <laughs> yeah, it's not sounding good for her. And Stefan says, so who's it going to be, brother? And rather than like pick who's going to be the person to do this dastardly deed they're planning, Damon offers a coin. He says, you know, heads, I do it. Tails, you do it. Seems fair enough from an audience perspective. Stefan says a lot of effort for someone who pretends not to care about her anymore. And Damon says, yeah, pot, kettle, brother. Yeah. He's like, that's what we're both doing. We don't have to keep the act up when it's both of us. (laughs) Yeah. When it's just the two of us, like we can just be straight with each other. So Damon flips the coin, shows it to Stefan. We don't see it. Let me go back to the cave. Elena is hiding in like a nook. Uh, She picks up a flashlight, looks to where Rebecca was and she's not there. And then Rebecca says, Hey, Elena, let's pick up where we left off. And Rebecca has returned with a big old jug of gasoline. (laughs) Which, iconic. Great choice by her. You got to give it to Rebecca. That's smart. That was a very smart move. And something that only a crazy bitch will come up with. You have to be pretty unwell to even think about a gas can. Like, at all. So she ate here, as far as I'm concerned. It's true. Uh, Rebecca tosses some gasoline on Elena and on the area around her. And Elena says, are you insane? Yeah. Probably a rhetorical question. (laughs) Rebecca says, I prefer spontaneous. It's probably why Damon likes me so much. It's like, girl, he doesn't even like you that much. I know, which Elena doesn't even have to say that because she's like, that's too easy. That's low hanging fruit. (laughs) Rebecca tosses the jug at Elena, but Elena ducks and misses it. Rebecca lights one match and says, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to come outside or stay in there and burn. She tosses a couple matches to make her point, not on Elena, but on other spots. And they burn out because we're in a cave. And she says, okay, the next match is landing on you. So how does it feel to know these may be your last moments? And she shows her the video she took earlier, which she's really proud of. No, I think she's taking a video right now. Oh. Because she points to the cave drawings later. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So she's taking a video again to be like, Elena, what are you thinking right now as I'm throwing matches at you covered in gasoline? Because she's like, look, I ate and I want to I want to have a trophy of this. Yeah. And Elena says, I don't know. You tell me uh, you're the one whose mom is trying to kill you now. And see, this is where Elena starts eating both of these two eating in the scene. But Elena does win because she went the psychological vow. Yeah. Elena is much better at psychological warfare on Rebecca than Rebecca is because Rebecca, any psychological warfare she's inflicted on Elena up to this point has been kind of accidental. Yeah. And She just has too many open spots for warfare. Like, say what you will about Elena, but Elena knows who she is. And like, you can't really sneak stuff at her in the same way. Yeah, Elena's like, I know, I know. I'm in love with two brothers, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, the absolute worst you could do is say she's just like Catherine, which she's heard that before. She doesn't like it, but she's dealing with it. Now, like Rebecca, she has never dealt with anything in her life. She's like, yeah, problems just roll right off my back. No, they do not, girl. They stick in your body for years <laughs> like a cancer. You know, Rebecca tries to put up a wall still. She says, oh, you better be careful what you say to me. And Elena says, you know, you're still wearing your mom's necklace, chump. Rebecca was like, why did not I take this shit off? And Rebecca says, oh, you want it? Is that your last request here? And she tosses it to her. And Elena says, you know, she's not doing this because she hates you. She just doesn't have another choice. And Rebecca says, oh, spare me your pity. We're not girlfriends. Want me to prove it? Just say the word. And then she lights another match. And Elena says, no, you're not going to do it. Yeah, and Elena says, time to go in for the kill. Rebecca says, why is that? And Elena says, because there's still a chance that you might be alive tomorrow. And if that's the case and you kill me now, you'll have used up all your revenge. Wasted it. Isn't that what you want? Revenge? Because I pretended to like you and then stuck a dagger in your back. That's why you slept with Damon, isn't it? You're tormenting me because I hurt your feelings. And Rebecca's like, yes, but you are not supposed to be able to read that. Like, that's true, but you make me sound sad. Yeah, it's true, but when you say it like that, it's embarrassing. So Rebecca lets the match go out. And she says, you know, the tough act doesn't suit you. Elena says, I never said I was tough, but we both know I'm right. See, Elena ate because she said, no, you don't get to have the last word telling me I'm not tough because that doesn't matter. I read you and you know it. And I think we need to both acknowledge that. Elena will find a way to get the last word if it kills her. Then we go back to the woods. Finn is in the center of the pentagram and he says, oh, mother, they're coming. And she says, oh, God, it's too soon. The moon is not high enough. Go quickly. So she sends Abby and Bonnie away. Abby and Bonnie go into the old witch house as Klaus, Cole and Elijah approach the pentagram. Esther joins Finn in the pentagram because they can't come in there. So she's protected. And Cole says, oh, that's lovely. We're stuck out here while the favorite son plays sacrificial lamb. You know, you're pathetic, Finn. And Finn's like, well, maybe. <laughs> Finn says, maybe I am. Finn says, I may be dumb. <laughs> and they're Like, do you have anything else to say? And he's like, nope, nope. <laughs> that was it. Esther says to Cole, be quiet. Your brother knows virtue. You can't imagine. Like, have you met Elijah? (laughs) And Elijah says, okay, well, whatever you think of us, killing your own children would be an atrocity. And she says, well, my only regret is not letting you die a thousand years ago. And he's like, okay, ouch. Well, it's like, okay, well, that was up to you. That wasn't up to us. Like, you didn't consult us on that decision. You forced us to turn. Klaus says, enough. Okay, all this talk is boring me. Let's end this now before I send you back to hell. She says, first of all, I was on the other side, not hell. Let's, uh, let's not get it twisted. Yeah, let's check in about the afterlife. Not that any of you will ever see it. Yeah. And then Esther kind of reveals her true feelings about how it was being on the other side for a thousand years. She says, for a thousand years, I've been forced to watch you. And she says this to Klaus. Felt the pain of every victim, suffered while you shed blood. And she turns it on Elijah and says, even you, Elijah, with your claim to nobility, you're no better. All of you are a curse on this earth, stretched out over generations. She doesn't even take a second to individually uh, single out Cole, which has to hurt. Yeah, well, and it's so funny because she's like been watching on the other side. Girlie, change the channel. Watch something else. (laughs) Go watch the red carpet. I'd be in every celebrity's home. Tell me about it. I'm not watching anybody else. I need to watch my kids kill a bunch of other people. I'm like, "Mm, no, that's not my business. (laughs) And Esther says, if you've come to plead for your life, I'm sorry, but you've wasted your time. And they're like, no, we came as a distraction, actually. And then inside the old witch house, Abby says, this place has some serious vibe in it. (laughs) Bonnie says, okay, well, the witch spirits will protect us from the originals, but we should get to the basement. So they go into the basement. There's a creek. Now, the witch spirits probably should have thought to protect them from the Salvatores too, but whatever, they're not perfect. They're focused on a lot right now. Yeah. Bonnie runs into Stefan. And she says, oh, what's going on? And Stefan says, okay, so here's the tea. They took Elena, and they're going to kill her unless we stop Esther. And Bonnie says, well, I can't stop her. She's channeling us. And Stefan says, okay, well, if you can't stop her, I have to find another way. And Bonnie's putting the pieces together here. She's like, Yeah. She says no, but then she's like, okay, what are you going to do, though? Because she knows that it can't be good. Uh, She doesn't really fully know what it is, but she has to assume death might be a part of it. I think she has a guess that that's a possibility. And she's like, is it something else by chance? Like, did you maybe come up with something that doesn't involve me dying? Yeah. then she says, you know, BTW, Stefan, even if you kill us, Esther is channeling every witch in our ancestry, living or dead. And Stefan says, yeah, Esther is drawing from the witches. The only way to cut her off is if one of you is no longer a witch. And I was like, how can he even do that? I was like, that seems like something a spell would have to do. But no, instead, Damon goes up to Abby, feeds her some of his blood and then snaps her neck because you can't be a witch and a vampire. And we get that explained in more detail later, obviously. But at this time, obviously, the effects are immediate. Esther is like, hey something's up sisters don't abandon me it's like girlies like i'm so close my kids are right here i get to watch all of them die even but alas fire gets bigger everyone flinches and then the fire goes out and cole elijah and klaus now can go in the circle so the magic is like broken but esther and finn are gone then we go to the cave elena is sitting down in you know the no vampire area and rebecca says you can come out now your boys took care of the problem and elena asks how because she didn't think about this and rebecca says oh damon turned your witch friend's mother into a vampire and elena says what elena's like excuse me and rebecca explains in more detail how this helps she calls it clever she says they needed to sever the witch line and you can't be a witch and a vampire So they had to do it to Abby because they don't say this, but I think it's safe to assume if they couldn't have done it to Bonnie because Bonnie's at the end of the line. So like, then you just have a shorter line. If you do it to Abby, you cut the line. That makes sense. I kind of figured they were like, well, we don't want to do it to Bonnie because Bonnie will be madder at us because we know her. Abby is just kind of here. I know. I do think that's probably the main reason for it. But I do think if we want to logically explain it, that's another reason why. That certainly helps. Rebecca says in any case, you're free to go. And BTW, you were right. I do prefer taking my time watching you suffer. It is much more satisfying. Now, girl, you made that decision about 10 minutes ago when Elena (laughs) told you that was a better idea. And Elena's like, whatever. Like, I know I won today. I don't need to rub it in your face. I need to make her feel like she won. Yeah, because Rebecca knows she lost. So at least give her the, you know, the benefit of getting to walk with her head a little higher than it would be. Meanwhile, at the Bennett house, Bonnie sits on the bed with Abby, who's asleep. They're waiting for Abby to wake up. Elena is at the door with Caroline and Caroline's like, I'm sorry, Elena, she doesn't want to see you. Elena says, you know, please just let me talk to her. Caroline says, look, Abby's in transition. It's going to be hard over the next few days. And if Bonnie needs time, you should give it to her. And Elena's coming from the place of Bonnie's always been there for me. I want to be there for her, too. But unfortunately, The way that Bonnie wants Elena to be there for her is to not be involved in this. Yeah, because every time she gets involved, one of her family gets fucked over. Yeah. And Caroline says, look, I'm sorry. I know you want to help, but put yourself in her shoes. Everything that happened tonight was to save you. And that's okay, because she loves you so much. But somehow she's always the one who gets hurt. Yeah. And that's a shitty situation. And it's true. It sucks because it's not Elena's fault. Elena didn't make this decision. And honestly, if Elena had known everything, she would have been like, oh, just let me die. Yeah, she'd been like, go ahead and kill me. It's fine. But she had no control over this situation. Yeah, and she wants to be there for Bonnie, but Bonnie needs a moment just to like deal with this situation. And Caroline can help with that, but Elena can't. Mm -hmm. And Elena accepts this. She says, you're right. Just tell her that I love her. And Caroline says, of course I will. Elena leaves, but we see Bonnie was eavesdropping on this conversation and crying. It's been a hard night for Miss Girl. Yeah. Then over the Salvatore house, Damon is washing his hands. Uh, Stefan comes in and Damon asks Stefan if she's safe. Stefan says, Elijah kept his word. Rebecca let Elena go. One thing about Elijah is he will be keeping his word. Damon says, you know, all is good. All is right in the world. And Stefan says, I lost that coin toss, Damon. It should have been me who turned to Abby. Why'd you do it? So we get confirmation that Stefan lost the coin toss. Yeah. Damon loves to do shit like this because he's like, she'll forgive me. She'll still love me after this. Damon says, you know, I'm not blind. I can see what's been going on around here. You're hanging on by a thread, barely over your last rip binge, and all you want is to be the old Stefan again. And Stefan says, ah, no, that part of me is gone for good. And Damon says, oh, yeah. How long has it been since you've had a drop of human blood? Stefan says oh how'd you know and Damon says oh he spent 146 years with someone you notice their tells uh not a lot of tells the tells where he wasn't drinking blood I mean it's not that hard to notice yeah that he kept looking at blood bags longingly and not drinking them yeah that's I that's a pretty clear tell but Damon you know reiterates He's like answer the question how long has it been since your last drink and he says the night I almost drove Elena off the bridge good That's rock bottom. Good that you recognized that it was rock bottom, King. It's a bad time. And Damon says, see, you have enough to worry about, okay? You have enough to feel guilty about. Why add to the list? By the way, you're welcome. And Stefan says, you know, you're not fooling anyone either. You still love her. And Damon says, yeah, I do. I thought I could win her from you fair and square, but she didn't want me. It's for the best. I like being the bad guy anyway. Goodbye. Obviously, he's a... Really closing off all his emotions right now. Yeah, Damon having a little meltdown. He says, "You know, it's for the best." Goodbye. Closes the door. I'm a liability. Get you wild, make you leave. I'm a little much for you yeah. <laughs> And seven's like, "Okay, well, I can hear the music." He's like, "Damon, put your headphones on if you want this to be a secret." <laughs> then we go over to the gilbert house elena has arrived home to see a current on her bed it's a letter from elijah it okay. says hey elena today i did things i abhor to protect my family if anyone can understand it it's you your compassion is a gift carry it with you as i will carry my regret always and forever elijah so i have to ask you think we're gonna see an elena elijah kiss at some point relationship i do not think so You don't think so? I don't. Is that just because you hate Elijah and you don't want him to be a romantic lead because you're so against the icon that is Elijah? I'm not against him. I just don't don't think that's going to happen. Do you think we're going to see any romantic relationships with Elijah over the course of the show? I'm sure he'll get a girlfriend eventually, but I just feel like him and Elena talking to each other on a date snore because all they would talk about is like, Oh, I just love my family. Oh, I hate hurting people. Blah, 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 blah. So who do you think would be a good match for Elijah of anyone we know? Or you can just like describe a woman. I'm going to say something that is so controversial, but so brave. What? Carol Lockwood. She's going to bring him out of his shell. They're going to both talk about like being leaders and how to approach things. Of the people we know, I think that's the best choice. Of the people we know, you think that's the best choice. What about Catherine? They had flirty vibes. I think they could be fun too. I want someone like more fun with Elijah because Elijah takes himself so seriously. Sure. He needs someone who like will help him not do that. I think the issue with Catherine as a pair is she... Is that she's evil? (laughs) She doesn't give a shit about morals. Yeah. It just would cause a rift. I think Carol Lockwood, despite being a little crazy and having questionable morals sees herself as a moral person sure so i think elijah would help her focus on that more and she would bring him out of his shell that's who i'm voting for you're voting for carol lockwood i am okay interesting i think of the people we know that's a good match okay that's interesting i don't think it's gonna happen okay but i'm just saying what if next episode they kiss i do think you know who i would pick who jenna oh But obvious reasons, that's not happening. Well, I mean, people can come back from the dead. I don't think that's happening for Miss Gurley. Okay. I wish it would, but I just don't think it is. You're just going to give up on her like that. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Yeah, basically. She got her ass killed. (laughs) She was a sacrifice. So then we go over to the Michelson house. Elijah is staring out the window as Rebecca returns. Uh, Rebecca asks where everyone is. (laughs) and Elijah says, well, it's over. She says, Where's mother? And he says, We have no mother. Only Esther. He's like, We have no mother, but Esther left. <laughs> yeah. He says, and Esther was right. All my talk of virtue, and yet when it suits my need, I kill, maim, and torment. Even today, I terrorized an innocent. And Rebecca says, Oh, Elena's hardly innocent. Well, and it's so funny because Elijah, like, one person was like, Elijah, you're not as like noble as you think you are. And he was like, I want to die. It's because it was his mommy, parent issues. See, Klaus has daddy issues. Elijah has mommy issues. And Rebecca just has issues. (laughs) And Cole seems okay. And Cole's just having fun with it. (laughs) And Finn has reading comprehension issues. Yeah, and Finn can't read. (laughs) (laughs) Elijah says, you know, I used your hatred of Elena to get what I wanted. I wielded you like a sword. First of all, Rebecca didn't fight back, okay? Yeah. Rebecca happily did that. It was the best day she's had in weeks. And Rebecca says, Hey, you did it to protect us. We deserve to live. We are better than they are. And Elijah says, are we? And Elijah's like, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) And then he says, you know, mother made us vampires, but she didn't make us monsters. We did that to ourselves. And he leaves and the logic doesn't quite track here because sure. Your mom didn't make you monsters, But she did give you the bloodlust, and I would argue that's the root of a lot of your drama that makes you monsters. Well, it's just Elijah beating himself up for, like, not being a perfect person. Like, you didn't kill Elena. She's fine. She's fine. It's not the first time she's been a hostage. Won't be the last. And it wasn't the worst time, either. She's been in way worse situations. And she kind of wanted Elijah to live anyway, so in a way, she almost won today. Yeah, this kind of worked out, because she was feeling really guilty about it, so... She's not mad about it, King. It'll be okay. Meanwhile, in Klaus's study, he's throwing a whole page of sketches of Caroline into the fire. So we know that the one he gave Caroline was like attempt number eight or something. Like he's been sketching. He's been drawing. (laughs) It's like the equivalent of like Klaus plus Caroline forever in a heart everywhere. But he can draw, so it's just your face. (laughs) I'm surprised there wasn't a, a drawing of them kissing. Her in a wedding dress. Yeah. And then Rebecca enters and he says, oh, I thought you would have gone by now. You know, Elijah's leaving, Cole fled, Esther and Finn are gone. And Rebecca says, you know, I hated you when I learned you killed our mother. But I realize now that after a thousand years as a family, you're the only one who never left me. And it turns out mom kind of deserved it. And Klaus says, well, aren't we a pair? Yes, you are. You sure are. Rebecca says, there's something I think you need to see. And she pulls up one of her videos of torturing Elena. And he says, oh, you wanna brag? And she says, no, look at the images on the wall behind Elena. The natives told the story of our family history. There's an image on the wall of a native worshiping at the white oak tree. And Klaus says, yes, so what? We burnt that tree to the ground. And she says, look at the markings right before it. It's a native calendar. And it tells them that there was a white oak tree in Mystic Falls. 300 years after they returned to the old world, a.k.a. Europe, from Mystic Falls. So they have come to the conclusion that there must have been a sapling, a new tree to replace the old, a tree that could kill them, that is alive somewhere in Mystic Falls, so it is not over. You guys should have cleared the seeds, should have checked for saplings, but I guess they thought that the fire was enough. They didn't know biology. It was the year 1000. They just thought trees were around people even in the year 1000 knew there were like baby trees and big trees sure they followed that I think they certainly thought that they burned it down nothing could grow where anything burns but alas apparently there's a white oak tree somewhere in mystic falls for our heroes to find perhaps you have to imagine you know Elijah was able to be like this field was where wild horses went you have to imagine Elijah could find it but he's leaving town smart time to leave town if if there's a white oak tree there yeah yeah So then we go back over to Meredith's apartment. Rick wakes up in the middle of the night. He winces because he's in pain from, you know, his possible broken rib and his possible concussion. And apparently Meredith Fell has no vampire blood in her apartment. Yeah, even though she's been notably stealing it. (laughs) Yeah. He walks around. He sees Meredith asleep in her bed. And then he goes to the kitchen, takes a couple painkillers. He spots a patient record. And then there's other folders on Meredith's counter. There's the folder on Bill Forbes' murder that has pictures of the murder weapon. There's a photo of Brian Walters staked in the woods. And there's a knife that looks to be the murder weapon that was used for Bill Forbes. And these are like, they look like police files. Yes. Like these are not like shirts that a doctor would see or even a medical examiner, to be completely honest. Exactly. So Rick is looking at all this and he doesn't quite know what to make of it. And then he hears a gun cock. (laughs) And I've said it before. I'll say it again. Something about a gun on this show is like so startling. We rarely see them. It's like, you have a gun? (laughs) And Meredith says, you weren't supposed to see that. And then she shoots him. And that's where we end the episode. So what do you think this means? Well, she definitely knows something. And she wouldn't shoot him if she was like, if she could just be like, oh, I stole those so I could solve the mystery. I want to ask you a question. This might be a stupid question, but I just want to put this theory into your mind. Mm -hmm. What makes you think that was a traditional gun? What do you mean? Like, what makes you think, like, obviously what it looks like is a gun with a bullet that shoots him. So do you think like she was trying to kill him or do you think that might be a different kind of gun? Oh, I don't think she's trying to kill him. Then why would she shoot him? It could be a warning shot. But if he discovered something she didn't want him to see, why not just kill him? Unless, of course, she could compel him if she's a vampire. If she could compel him, why shoot him first? And why steal vampire blood from other people? To keep the scent off you. Yeah, I don't know why she wouldn't just kill him because she clearly wanted to. Or See, here's the thing. She has an alibi for his attempted murder. She might not have agreed that he was the next target. So she might be happy he's alive and she might, like, her partner went and killed Alaric and maybe she's feeling a little bad about it. You think she's maybe going to fake Alaric's death so that her partner doesn't kill him? No but I think she's like trying to maim Alaric and essentially be like you can't tell anyone like my partner wants to kill you like I'm not fighting to kill you next maybe but like she's definitely involved in the murders. But I mean if she tells Alaric anything he's immediately going to snitch like this secret isn't getting kept so why keep him alive? It's stupid. It's stupid, but I think that's what she's doing. Like, I think she should just kill him if this is, you know, really yeah. what he discovered. Or again, lie. You didn't need to come in with a gun. Like, you could have just been like, that's crazy. Why are those there? Like, try something. Why do you think she has these police files? Do you think there's any world where she is truly just trying to solve the case? There is a world where she's trying to solve the case. But again, if that's the reason why take a gun out, like is the thing, Yeah. like she could have gotten out of this. I think if anything, she's like checking in on the evidence, seeing like what the leads would be, because it's also useful, you know, if you're involved in who's killing it, like, okay, what evidence do they have and who could that point to? You know, who can I who can I identify for them? Do you think the sheriff knows that Meredith has these files? No, because I don't think they run a very tight ship down there. Or she made copies somehow, because, you know, if she's now the medical examiner, she has access to these files. And it wouldn't be weird if she was like making copies of crime scene photos to be like, yeah, I'm just checking on the wound pattern. Like no one would ask her because it's a station full of dumb deputies. Well, they might ask her why she was taking the files home, but it is a station full of dumb deputies. So I guess they didn't dig in. So, yeah, Meredith, guilty. On a percentage scale of 1 to 100, what percentage sure are you that Meredith is involved with the recent killings? 95. I'm leaving 5% off because something could switch. Because obviously she's the first suspect, so there is a possibility that's a red herring. But again, a red herring wouldn't pull out a gun. <laughs> she snitched on herself by pulling out the gun. There are so many ways she could have gotten out of this if she wasn't actually involved. And if she is involved, she still could have gotten out of it. I don't know why she would bring the gun out immediately. Well, and also because Rick was already off her scent. So if she had just said, oh, yeah, since I'm filling in as the medical examiner. They asked me to look into this. They gave me the files and I'm looking at them, you know, and I'm just looking at them. And I'm a slob. Even if you're a slob, maybe put the knife in a drawer. Maybe put the evidence that you even might remotely be involved in a murder. Maybe put that away. Whatever. Leave a dirty plate out. No judgment from me. Those can go in a cabinet. It's just dumb behavior from her. And I know she didn't expect to have Alert come over, but she had him on the chair injured. She had time. Just be like, hey, you sit in here. I'm going to go get some food for us. Put it under the sink. How do you go to bed and then you wake up in the middle of the night with the gun? And you're like, oh, you weren't supposed to see that. Like, you went to bed with it on the counter. <laughs> she was sleeping like a baby. And then she woke up like, oh my God, I just realized. <laughs> Like, it's just dumb behavior from her. She's not her best and brightest. I don't know how this bitch got through medical school. Maybe she didn't. Maybe that's a whole nother lie. But that is the end of this week's episode. As always, if you're enjoying Vampire Diaries or Doppelgangers, please tell your friends. And don't forget to rate and review us. Five stars on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. That is it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.